0: Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like FanFave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players start playing with just five bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467
1: tuned
0: in to the Ross Tucker football podcast guiding your gridiron journey none other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. (laughs) Oh yeah it is, but it's not just any. Ross Tucker football podcast is a Wisdom Wednesday presented of course by DraftKings. We're going to get the wisdom from my guy Andrew Brandt. It's been a while. The host of the Business of Sports podcast will... Join us momentarily because there's a lot of stuff very much in Andrew's wheelhouse that we need to get to ASAP because it's that time of year, the non-playing season in the NFL. You know the deal, we're still with you here on the Ross Soccer Football Podcast three days a week, typically going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, but we might keep you on your toes a little bit there, and there's always a ton of stuff to get to, always, always, always. Have some fantastic interviews lined up for you. I thought Even Money podcast with the state of sports betting, Ben Fox, was really interesting yesterday. Obviously, on on the Even Money podcast, we'll have Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast podcast. We're going over the new offensive coordinators, including your team's new offensive coordinator, if they have one. Check out the Fantasy Feast podcast. And, of course, we will have Greg Cosell, Tomorrow, and I think we're going to start to dive into these draft prospects, maybe the elite quarterbacks with our guy GC Greg Cosell. Today, though, it'll be Andrew Brandt. Tomorrow, I'm not going to forget this week. We will have winners, a sponsor confirmation email winner. That's just somebody that takes advantage of any of the sponsors they hear on the show or gets a free estimate at WestshoreHome.com/slash Ross. Or get a story for a loved one over at MyFrontPageStory.com. And of course, the Spread the Word winner. Very cool. Just rate and review the show on any of the various podcast apps. That helps tremendously. YouTube shout-out's cool. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Congratulations to Bryce Moore for being our patron of the day. Bryce Moore, Patreon.com RT Media. It's big show time. The Big Show. Always good to see his face and hear his voice. He is the host of the critically acclaimed Business of Sports podcast. Longtime friend of mine. Man, we used to talk every week. Now it feels like it's been... If I don't talk to him for a couple months, I feel like I haven't talked to him in forever. He's the great Andrew Brandt. If you're not following him on social media... You're really doing it wrong, at Andrew Brandt. Obviously, his newsletter is fantastic as well. And that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him on this week is because there were like six topics going on, whether it's franchise tag or cap casualties or avoidable years or the combine, where I kept saying, oh, that'd be a good topic for Andrew. Oh, that'd be a good topic for Andrew. Oh, man, I need to get Andrew on that. Well... Asking you shall receive i've got him on the show andrew always great to see you always
1: great to talk with you thank you so much for coming on yeah it has been too long i mean for people who don't know ross and i are old old friends not i'm the old part he's a friend part the <laughs> Packer, around 15 years since i left the packers one of my first uh, media gigs i'm so uh thankful to ross for people who know me now a lot of it is due to ross get me on the air when i left the packers but yeah, this is our time. We talk about it every year. Um it's counterintuitive, but people who work in the business of football are busy when there are no games. So the Super Bowl's over, there's not a meaningful game for seven months. That's when it kicks in. This was true, Ross, as I tell you, when I was an agent, when I was a team executive with the Packers, and now covering this, analyzing it for the media, it's always the offseason that gets them the most busy. And like you said, we'll start today, if you want, by just sort of explaining what's going on right now in front offices around the league, if you want me to do that.
0: Yeah, let's do it, because it feels <laughs> like there's sort of a natural thing. It feels like the first thing we're seeing, Andrew, is like the Bears cutting longtime starters, Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson. The Patriots, cut, like, I think I see, I've seen your tweets before You have the, uh, what is it, the subtractions or the deletions before the additions,
1: right? Yeah. And you know what? I remember when we were lucky enough to advance to the championship game or deep in the playoffs, we'd have people saying, we're getting behind. We're getting behind. I'm like, that's the whole goal. We want to advance to the Super Bowl. We're getting behind. Which that means is 2023 is over. Everyone's on to 2024. And for most of the teams, not in the playoffs for all of them. They were on it starting January 7th or whatever it was. So I'm not a scout. I never was. The scouting crew, here's what they're doing. They're grinding right now between the All-Star Games and the Combine. So we're talking mid to late January to late February. That's the grind. That's where, at least in my experience with the Packers, they're putting the board together. So when we hear about the board, it's really being done in that one-month span where all the area scouts come in. Everybody sits in that dark room looking at players from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and that's when the board is cha- is developed. And I don't think there are a lot of changes. Even with these combine freaks, maybe it goes up a little bit, not much. So that's what happens. Now, my area, Cap and Contracts. You're doing scenarios for the, the year. If we cut this player, what's it going to look like? Do we have guaranteed money left on that contract? What are we thinking about in free agency? If we bring someone in, how competitive would we be if there's an open market for this player? What about our tag? What about our exclusive rights player? Are we tendering all of them, meaning that we give them an offer, we still have their rights, or we let them go to free agency? What does it look like with extensions? And that's the combine usually meeting all the agents of players you want to get signed up and working on those contracts pre-free agency so you take them off the market or players with remaining years left that you just want to get done. So it's a busy time in the offseason for the front office, not for the coaches, not for the players, but for the front office.
0: How hard are the cap casualty conversations, Andrew, because... You know, a lot of times when you're cutting players in the NFL, like a training camp, right? It's because they're not good enough or you have better players or whatever. You know, for the Bears, I saw where Whitehair and Eddie Jackson, those are their two longest tenured players. So it feels like it's a little bit different when you're moving on from two guys that have been stalwarts for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, first on the business side, it's basically analyzing, okay, if you let them go, the salary goes away, because as I talk about all the time, there are very few future guaranteed monies in the NFL. So what's going to be the cap impact? The cap is the money coming in on your contract on your cap. That's dead money, really money for no longer players no longer on the roster. That's the proration that is remaining on the contract from the signing bonus that's prorated throughout those years. Once you cut a player, all that proration immediately accelerates on your cap. That's the business side. On the personal side, you're so right, Ross. It is tough when longtime players are let go. This is all, often a conversation with the head coach, with the position coach, with the general manager. How long have they known the player? What do they go through? And it's being phrased, as everyone knows, is we want to put you out on the market before the market opens in March so you can get signed quickly. It's tough. I mean, football is a tough business. You're talking about two players with the Bears, like you said. Their name's on the Bears for the past several years, and they're just moving on. Those are tough conversations, usually happening with those kind of teams that are retooling in a big way.
0: Then we have the franchise tag. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, but before we get to the franchise tag, one thing that's been very popular in recent years that is being talked about a lot recently especially in light of like the Buccaneers you know with uh Baker Mayfield Mike Evans is these void years which I don't only remember that being much of a thing when I was a player Andrew but now it's very very popular mechanism for spreading out some of the cap pain correct
1: yeah let me explain to the audience Void years are dummy years. They're fictitious years. Why are they put in there? For what I just talked about, cap proration. So when you do a signing bonus, say a $20 million signing bonus over five years, it's counted $20 million on cash year one, but only $4 million on cap. So it's $16 million cash over cap. So $4 million for year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. That's a real contract. Say you only want to sign the guy for a year or two. And this is Tom Brady, this is Baker Mayfield, this is Mike Evans to focus on the bucks. Well, to get the cap impact of that four million over five years, you have to have five years. But you only want them two years. So after two years, there's a mechanism in the contract that automatically voids. This just happened with Mayfield and Evans. What does that mean? It ends. So what happens to the unamortized proration for years three, four, five? It accelerates. So you have a dead money hit, but the player's a free agent because there's an automatic forward. So you're putting on years that are fictitious. There's no way they're going to happen because whether the player or the team, they can't do anything about it. The contract says as of February 15th in year three, the contract ends. So it's just a mechanism around. And the reason, Ross, is because teams get so tight against the cap that they push out the pain and they're willing to take it in these cases in year three of a contract or year two of a contract that was fictitiously set to go five years.
0: Isn't this a great example, Andrew, of why the cap is both a real thing and not a real thing in the sense that like you can always create cap space for that year. If you want to, you can do restructure guys. You can do void years. Like, you can make it work for that year, but then when, when you don't, you know, when you have to, when the void years aren't picked up, well, then you got to pay the piper.
1: Yeah. I mean, I talk about this all the time. I get these questions caps not real. Cap's, it, the cap is real if you're concerned about more than one year. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. If you think that the world's going to end next year, fine. You can do anything <laughs> you want on the cap. But if you think the world's going to go on and you want to be there, you know, you got to be protective. And I know I'm more conservative and was with the Packers than other teams because I always felt that, you know, I lived in an era where we knew Brett Favre was going to retire, so I wanted to make sure we had a good team around him. But speaking of the Packers, okay, so last year they took on $41 million for Aaron Rodgers, who was playing for the Jets, Right. So what did they do? They had an extremely young team, the youngest team in the league. So you balance those things, and it's not a coincidence, right? The Packers went into 2023. We're going to be hitting this big old cap hole with Rodgers. We need a young team. And they performed. You've got to be good at scouting. You've got to be good at coaching young players because the teams with big cap holes, dead money, have to have young players be productive.
0: I'm always productive, Andrew, when I'm drinking Labatt Blue Light. Absolutely delicious. Highly recommend drinking Labatt Blue Light like I do, especially on the weekends. Always new responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You know, it's interesting because the Packers conversation kind of leads us to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is the franchise tag. Now, they're not there with Jordan Love because of the unique deal they did a year ago but the franchise tag window has now officially opened up Andrew and teams are able to tag guys and i despise the franchise tag i despise the entire concept of it you know and i know it's something that was collectively bargained all that stuff to me it's like when your contract is over like everybody else in the world you should be able to you know see what the market is for your services And I think you pretty much can. I'm not aware of any other industry, actually,
1: where when your contract expires, you're still not necessarily able to market your services. You're singing my song. I say it every year. People cannot overestimate the power of the tag. And I know people will say, including the union, when I've had these discussions with them, Ross, well, it's only a few players a year. The answer is that no, (laughs) no. Two things. Number one, People like me who negotiated for years, I never applied the tag. I use the tag in negotiations every year because if a player wasn't going to take the deal we wanted, we had in our back pocket the tag. The other thing is it holds down salaries for the entire league because if you're restricting the top, then the trickle-down effect. The Major League Baseball doesn't have it, National Hockey League, National Basketball Association, and... NBA they don't have it. You're you're so right. You can take your best free agent off the market. Now don't tell me about two number ones. That never happens. So the power of the tag is an extremely important weapon and as I say every year Ross, teams would rather date than marry. Yes, it's a lot of money. But it's year to year you get older, you know how short these careers are. You could get injured, you could have a downturn in performance. So yes, the tag window is open, and, and you know this league is deadline spur action, so we probably won't see most of the tags until that Tuesday or Monday where it's the tag period ends, but it is a powerful weapon, collectively bargained since 1993, and the union has not gotten it out of there. I don't know if they ever will. No, I don't think they will,
0: and I'll tell you why, Andrew. It's almost like the NFLPA needs two unions, right? Yeah. Because someone like me, who made the minimum five of my seven years in the NFL, right, and was never anywhere close to being a franchise tag player, I would not be happy. But I was very involved in the union stuff, very much aware of what was going on. I would not be happy if I felt like our negotiating uh, leverage, you know, if that was being used For the franchise tag stuff, because in my mind, why are we so worried about the super rich guys that are already rich? Like, how about the rest of us? How about the other 1,500, you know, that are making the minimum? I don't want to expend, you know, negotiating capital on the franchise tag. I want to increase the minimum. I want better benefits. And so, uh, you know, there's just too many, there's just too wide a disparity. And there's, Way more have-nots than there are haves that are voting on these things.
1: It's really interesting when you say that because I always say there's nothing like this. Pick a pick a profession like you said, uh, steelworkers, engineers, shipbuilders, electricians. Those unions don't have one po- one part of the union making thirty to fifty million a year, another part making eight hundred thousand. That just doesn't happen. Sports unions are a complete anomaly. I talk about this in my sports law class. It's just a way for management to get immunized from these things like a cap, a draft, franchise tags. And you're right. it It is an anomaly. We talk about this with running backs, how they are treated so poorly based on their short career compared to other positions. But it is the way it is. So uh, maybe you and I will start a union for <laughs> The regular guys down the road how about a what what a blessing
0: for the raiders isn't it Uh, Andrew? that jimmy g tested positive for ped i mean he he just saved them 12 and cost himself almost 12 million bucks i would love to know what he took and maybe we'll find out but like wow and that's a big mistake
1: yeah and quick explanation he had 11 million dollar salary which they can which they can void now. It was guaranteed for 2024. Contracts say pretty regularly that if you test positive, if you have a suspension, they can void, the team can void, it's the word we use, future guarantees, invalidate them. So now he has an existing contract going forward, but it's not guaranteed. So basically he doesn't have an existing contract going forward. And like you said, the Raiders were just presented with an $11.25 million gift from the gods that he tested positive, and what a sad ending with the Raiders' relationship for Jimmy G. And again, Aaron Rodgers, I mentioned him early in the podcast, he was out there last year. They chose Jimmy G, and uh, now they get out of the contract as they move forward. Andrew, any takeaways
0: from the two Super Bowl press conferences for Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and uh, Lloyd Howell, the NFL PA? Yeah, New head. Quickly,
1: Ross. I thought Goodell. The one question that really got my attention was the streaming is now. You know, we have a wild card game with Peacock. It's going to be with Amazon next year. What about streaming for even future, even up to the Super Bowl? And he said, No, no, Super Bowl never on my watch, which makes sense. He's only four years in. If he's not extended, but this streaming thing is interesting because we've now kind of accepted. Okay, we're going to have a streaming game in wild card, in a couple of years, divisional round. A few years after that, maybe championship game. And yes, we could have a Super Bowl stream, not any time in this decade. But this is just the slow creep of non-linear television. On the other side, Ross, Lloyd Howell, I really wanted to see what kind of leader he is going to be. Of course, he follows the regal Gene Upshaw and the combative Demory Smith. The new leader of the union, to me, the word I describe is very corporate. He comes from Booz Allen. He's going to fit right in with Roger Goodell, kind of a corporate, non-revealing leader. And he made it a priority to talk about the field. So we'll see what his priorities are. The last thing was not good, Ross. He was talking about Deshaun Watson and he referred to him as Deshaun Watkins. Uh, you don't want the leader of the players <laughs> misremembering, not misnoming names, especially of the highest paid player in the league. So those are my initial impressions.
0: Wow. I don't even think I noticed that or I hadn't heard about that. That's a good nugget, Andrew. Check him out on social media. He's at Andrew Brandt. As you can tell, fantastic. If you don't listen to the Business of Sports podcast, you're missing out because it's fantastic. And again, Andrew, where can people sign up for your fantastic newsletter?
1: Yeah, every Sunday I come out with my Sunday 7. Just go to andrew-brandt.com and sign up there. Uh, You get every Sunday morning and all my thoughts and insights. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Always great. Love talking
0: with Andrew Brandt, just like I absolutely love getting emails like this one from John Garbensky. Hey, Ross, I have a new shower and it looks great. West Shore Home guys were awesome and did it all in one day. Thanks again, John. This makes me so happy. I mean, first of all, you know I really like when you guys take advantage of our sponsors for obvious reasons especially westshorehome.com slash Ross since I know the owner and he's a listener, but the fact that John got a new shower is happy with it. looks great. Like that's what I really want. I want you guys to get the benefit of it. Like I got, and I want you to be happy with the sponsors that you hear on the show, like westshorehome.com slash Ross, big fan, big believer in at least just getting the free estimate So you know if you ever want a new shower or bathtub or whatever, exactly how much it would cost. Westshorehome.com slash Ross.
1: Ducks takes.
0: All right, Ross. We've got some cap casualties. The Bears release offensive lineman Cody Whitehair and defensive back Eddie Jackson. Patriots release defensive lineman Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips. And the
1: Lions release safety Tracy Walker.
0: So you never... I would say want to be one of these guys, right? You don't want to when you sign that contract, you're hoping to play out the entire contract, you're hoping to get all that money. So you don't want to be one of these guys. But I would say this. You know, as a guy that got cut several times just because they didn't think I was good enough. Cap casualty sounds okay. It's like when I got traded from the Patriots to the Browns instead of getting cut, I was like, "Really? I'm getting traded?" That sounds cool. Same thing here, right? Like cap casualty means you were making pretty good money. They don't think you're worth it anymore, but at some point you were making pretty good money.
1: He touched on it with Andrew, but the franchise tag
0: windows officially opened in the NFL. Yeah, I'm going to make this my Labatt take of the week, Jack. Presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. I hate the franchise tag. I hate everything about it. To me, there's no other pro sport where they can do this. How? Where else in life do they do this? Where your contract expires, you're done, but you're still not able to market your services to other potential employers. Can't determine what company you work for. Can't determine... Where you and your family get to live, garbage, absolute garbage. My buddies that have real jobs, they can leave their real job for another real job anytime they want. I know it was collectively bargained in 1993 as they were trying to get free agency. The lesson there is, man, once you get something like that, a term like that into a collectively bargained deal, it is hard. Hard to get it out. I hate it. I, I hate everything about... To me, it's like it's like un-American. Jimmy G, he suspended two games under the PED policy, which voided over $11 million in guaranteed salary. Oh, my gosh. Can you even imagine? He's not going to get close to that much money now, Jack. Like, I would be sick. I know he's made a lot of money. I don't care how much money you've made. Close to $12 million fully guaranteed. I would be absolutely sick. Says it was a prescription or whatever. That's totally on him. You cannot let that happen. I do want to give a shout out, by the way, to Patriot special teamer Matthew Slater, who's retiring after 16 seasons in the NFL. 16 seasons in the NFL was bananas, especially on special teams. Kudos to Matthew. I think we're done here tuning in to the
1: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or
0: subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out MyFrontPageStory.com. You know how I feel about it, especially for a parent or a grandparent. There is no better gift. Get it to them before it's too late. BackOfficeSchedule.com, steakhouseports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sporticulture, delicious pizza boy brewing.